It is so good to be back with you. Today it's just me. I've been interviewing a lot of amazing guests lately and it felt like the right time to come back and just be behind the mic so that it's just you and I. There's this level of intimacy that there is when it's just me and you talking and I really enjoy it. And so, to be honest, I missed it because it's been so long since it's been just me behind the mic. I love interviewing folks and sharing their stories on here and there's been tremendous value in having so many amazing people on but having missed talking to you one-on-one I decided it's time to start a series this is going to be called thinking Thursday and the idea is it'll just be me behind the mic it might be a five minute episode might be an hour episode but it's just going to be me talking about something that has been on my mind over the past week or so. And so today I wanted to start off with a story. A story of of my own. And this story starts back when I was in about third grade. And before I get into it, a little thing you should know about me when I was growing up, if you don't know already, I grew up as a heavier kid. I've always been a bigger guy. And I was always incredibly insecure about my weight. I knew that I was much bigger than other people. I heard it from other people, um, be it peers or parents or coaches. At this point in time, less so coaches. But anyways, in third grade, I got underarm hair, (laughs) which was something not a lot of third grade boys are getting underarm hair. And therefore, I was even more insecure. So you just imagine a kid in third grade, he's overweight and he's got underarm hair way before anybody else. You can imagine I definitely did not want to take my shirt off at all. But there was this one day where my friends and I were having a pool party. I was invited to this pool party and I remember going there and, you know, remembering back to how insecure I was about my weight and my underarm hair, I am surprised to think that, or to remember that I actually took my shirt off to go into the pool at this pool party. Thinking back, it's probably because I didn't want to be the one kid with his t-shirt on in the pool. But anyways, I took my shirt off. I was incredibly insecure. And I just remember this moment when one of the boys asks me if I can lift up my arms. And I was a pretty intelligent kid. Right, So immediately there was this feeling of insecurity and panic within me, but I I had a few other thoughts going through my head. Number one, I noticed that all the other boys on the other end of the pool were looking at me. Number two, I knew exactly what they were doing. I knew that they wanted me to lift my arms up so they, they could see that I had underarm hair. And then third, I immediately began thinking about all the things that they could be saying about me behind my back later. I knew there would be some talk about how Tommy has underarm hair later. And that, that killed me. That was, let's just say I did not feel good about this situation. And so I remember putting my arms up and the boy who asked me to put my arms up, he, you know, waited a second while my arms were in the air and he said, all right, dude, you're good. And that was it. That was it for that moment. But I remember it to this day because it was traumatic. It was this moment of 
vulnerability as a young kid showing off some incredibly insecure parts of myself or I guess an insecure part of myself. And I look back now and this situation was the beginning, was a physical manifestation of the beginning of an emotional mask that was being built within me. You see, after this, I for sure never wanted to take my shirt off. So all of a sudden I had this physical, air quotes, mask of a t-shirt, or if I did have to take my shirt off for whatever reason, my arms would be pressed against my side so that I wouldn't have to show my underarm hair. And this physical representation of a mask became this emotional mask. I went on, I remember just a few years later, losing a lot of that joy that was in me. A lot of that, if you know me, I'm naturally pretty goofy, but a lot of that goofiness was taken from me. And I particularly remember 7th and 8th grade, I had this mask on, this, this shield, where I was just incredibly quiet. I was so unlike me. I didn't talk to many people. I said very few words. And this actually, years later, I I ended up, it ended up kind of becoming a 180. I lost a bunch of weight. I got more confident, became more true to who I was. But I also got into this habit of, while being more outspoken, I would change or manipulate what I was saying based on the crowd that was around me. I don't want that to sound like I was fake around every single person because I wasn't, but I would, maybe the better way to say it is I would tailor the things that I was saying to the crowd around me in the hope that they would like me, that they would accept me. And recently, I've uh, been reading this book called Everything is Spiritual by this author named Rob Bell. He Rob Bell used to be a pastor for, at the time, it was the fastest growing church in America. And uh, it's located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where my parents live now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but he actually left being a pastor. And he doesn't throw around the term Christian, which I think is unique. He doesn't like to call himself a Christian However, he loves to look at these ancient stories. Largely, he's looking in the Bible, but in many other places as well, because there's so much wisdom found in these ancient texts. And this is his inspiration. I, as I was thinking about this period of time when I was in third grade or so and went to that pool party and had this physical mask turn into this emotional mask, it made me think of the story of Adam and Eve. And so in the story of Adam and Eve, they're living in the Garden of Eden, this area of paradise, and they're basically given free reign. They have one rule. God asks them to not do one thing. They can do anything they want. Just don't do this one thing. Do not eat fruit from this one particular tree. And it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if I remember right. And they end up eating a fruit from that one tree they weren't supposed to, and thus sin enters the story. And it's interesting. It's not until Adam and Eve sin that they go and cover themselves. They used to be, they were walking around naked at all times until they sinned. 
and them covering themselves, it wasn't a punishment from God. It was their response to their own sin. In other words, it was their response to the shame that they felt from the belief that there was something inherently wrong with them. When Adam and Eve sinned, they believed that they not only did something wrong, but that they were wrong, that they themselves had a problem and they were ashamed of it. And this shame created this sense that they needed to cover themselves physically. So they had this physical mask, but then that also becomes an emotional mask. Shortly after, in the story, God is looking for Adam. He's quoted as saying, where are you? And Adam is hiding. Adam's hiding because he's ashamed. He's masking himself. He doesn't want to be seen because he thinks that there's something wrong with him. And so I look back on this and it makes me think of my story and the story of really every human experience, every human who's living the human experience out there. Over the years, we go through traumatic events, events that lead us to believe that there's something wrong with who we are. Me being embarrassed about me having underarm hair or being embarrassed about my weight being heavier or my body just being larger than everybody else's or many of the people around me made me think that there was something wrong with me. And this feeling that there's something wrong with you really encourages us to create these masks And the masks are designed to get the one thing that we think we want, and that's to fit in. We put these masks on, whether it's like me receding into my shell and being incredibly quiet and just saying nice things, or the other me later in my, more towards my college years where I was more outspoken and would tailor the things I said to the crowd around me, all in an attempt to fit in. But these masks that we wear, no matter what form or fashion, whether it's wearing that t-shirt over our overweight, hairy underarms, or it's being quiet, it's being outspoken and tailoring the words you're saying, all of them keep us from the thing that we actually want. We think we want to fit in, but the truth is, We want to belong to something bigger than ourselves. And the problem is we can't belong to something bigger than ourselves if we're constantly wearing a mask. What belonging is, is it's pulling down our masks, being vulnerable, and showing up authentically. As kids, it's incredibly hard to understand this message. But as we get older, I think a lot of us see that when you take that mask down, when you share some of the difficult, traumatic things that you've gone through or maybe are going through with somebody who's worthy of hearing your story, you see that that's the only way to truly receive acceptance from other people. That's the only way to really feel like you belong. And the strength in it is that when you are vulnerable, when you take your mask down and show up authentically as you, 
you leave the possibility for pain. You invite it. Everything about that situation is inviting the potential for more pain. For more people saying that they don't accept you or don't want you. But when you do that, when you provide the opportunity for that to happen, is when you provide the opportunity for you to really be seen. For you to actually be accepted for you. For you to actually find true belonging. I was reading this article in Psychology Today about what it means to belong. How how can we go about belonging and or finding belonging? And there are a couple quotes that I found in there that I pulled out that I really liked. First is when you see your connection to others, you know that all people struggle and have difficult times. You are not alone. There is comfort in that knowledge. And that reigns true to everything we talk about on this podcast. When I was really struggling with OCD, the thing that saved me was finding out that other people experienced very similar thoughts, very similar intrusive thoughts. They had been going through similar amounts of anxiety. When I reach out to people now or they reach out to me and share some of the difficult things they've gone through, even if I haven't gone through the same situation, we often have all experienced very similar feelings. So we can empathize with the feelings themselves. When we really open up and connect like that, we see how connected we all truly are. We are vastly different and yet vastly the same. The last quote that I'll share is, sharing your differences and still accepting the person creates peace. Acceptance does not mean agreement and I thought that that was a beautiful quote and speaks to so much that's going on in our society in America and probably in other places I just largely know of how things are in America with all that's going on with the presidential race and the way politics are shaped in America just so much pointing the finger at the other side and really just it seems especially in the media, that it's a rarity to see people who have differing opinions accepting each other's opinions and accepting each other's being. But that's what we need to do with all that's going on with Black Lives Matter. There's a reason people are marching. There's a reason people are protesting. And whether you agree with them protesting or not, one thing we need to do is just at least take the time to try to understand why they're protesting. What are they really protesting about? Why are they really protesting? And that creates not only peace, like the quote says, but it creates space for conversation. It creates space for empathy. It creates space for love. My encouragement to all of you this week to focus on taking that mask down find someone who you love and trust have a real conversation with them open up 
share something. It doesn't need to be your entire heart. It's maybe just the beginnings of something that has been difficult for you lately or something that was traumatic in your past. Let's discuss our differences because our differences are what really connect all of us. You are all so loved. I'm incredibly appreciative of all of your support and your listenership. And I can't wait to be back with another episode this coming Saturday, as well as another Thinking Thursday next Thursday. You all have an amazing rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. And please share this episode with anybody who you think needs to hear it. I think everybody needs to hear it. And if you feel led, please go and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're on. That really helps. Five-star reviews help get this into the eyes and ears of so many more people. And that allows other people to be part of this conversation. That allows other people to know that whatever they're going through, they're not alone. So please help and be a part of that movement. It's a big one. and It's a worthwhile one. So again, you are all loved. I wish you all the best. Talk to you soon.